0: Welcome to 2 Legit to Q T, where you can get it done with Tish and become the best version of yourself with me, Koya. Today we are so excited because we are with a talented filmmaker, Philip Page, who is the writer, director, producer, and animator of Genesis, an animated short. Welcome to the show, Philip.
1: Yeah, hey, y'all doing? What's up? What's up? What's up?
0: We're doing yeah. good. We're doing good. Um. So I know that you emailed me a clip of the movie, and I really, really liked it. It was such, like, such a beautiful landscape. I was telling, so me and Tish were best friends. Mm -hmm. She's a film producer. I'm an actress and host. And when we were watching it, um, so we're here together, everybody. um, And we were watching it. I was like, I really like how you use like gradient tones. Like it, there, there are no like real specific hard on colors. It's like this, like, blend of, like, peaches and amethyst and, like, oranges and, like, all these things, you know? And I'm just like, okay, for, like, the sunset vibes in Genesis, you know? It was just really beautiful. So, first of off, congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. Yeah. And so I know that everybody asks you, like, what inspired you to make a film about God being the creator and being a woman? But what I really want to know is, as a first-time filmmaker, how did this become an idea? And then how did you turn it into a reality?
1: Um, Pretty much, like, like I mean, my first passion was always comic book art. So mm-hmm. so that was, that was kind of like when I was a kid, actually, me and my brother's first passion was... Comic book art, so, so you know, like I, I worked in entertainment for a long time, and um, um, my claim to fame is actually DJing and working in music. So, I saw that. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of like what people know me for. So I just kind of converged on my experiences, um, and so last not last year, December of 2019, it just kind of like I just kind of felt like I wanted to do something on my own and my way. You know what I'm saying? And tell the tell the a, uh, a story, a complete story, a safe story, mm-hmm. something more so affirming. And um, and and I just started doing the groundwork. Um, I just started writing. Um, and, and also I was inspired by some of my friends too. So mm-hmm. like, um, I have a friend. His name is Kevin Wilson. He directed a short film called My Nephew Emmett, mm-hmm. which was uh, nominated for an Oscar two three years ago. For mm-hmm. uh, sure, and um, and just seeing what my brother's doing, seeing what other people that I went to school with was doing, and just wanted to tell tell the story, a complete story. Something like I said, something affirming, mm-hmm. something that can um, that can hold people's imaginations, and that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm.
0: What, what do you mean by safe? I'm curious.
1: Um, I mean, wh- when when I wrote the script. Um, given that the characters are black women and me being a black dude, mm-hmm. I just wanted to tell the story where I'm not telling a black woman's story, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I feel like that's not my place. Mm-hmm. So as a as a black as a dude, so what I did was I wrote the story in terms of God being a black woman in the creation, but mm-hmm. I tried to make sure I didn't cross any lines in terms of in terms of you know, talking about experiences that I've never had. Oh, okay.
0: yeah. No, I, I um I had the pleasure of watching a previous interview um you did mm-hmm. and um I think it was Viv- with Vivica Fox. Yeah Vivica Fox, yeah. <laughs> I think everybody's <laughs> probably seen that video. Yeah. Um and you were talking about how um, religion is so male dominated and how you mm-hmm. wanted to show a different perspective of that. So I thought that that was very interesting. You can definitely tell that you respect women, you respect black women. Um, did yeah. you draw from different, fe- uh, black, uh, female influences in your life
2: for this story? Uh, I mean, yeah, a
1: lot, a lot is, a lot is came from, um, like friends, you know what I'm saying? Like, like friends that I went to school with and stuff like that, you know, positive attitudes a lot of the color palettes came from stuff that my mom used to uh like clothes or wear like the greens and um, stuff like that so so everything pretty much came from somewhere you know like um like some of my friends um um, one of my friends she from baltimore stacy she always had long locks you know those long uh, thick locks so i just kind of drew when i got the idea from one of the actresses in the film bethany about making locks i kind of went to her and studied her hair and stuff like that so everything's kind of kind of came from the relationships that i from from women in terms of character design that i knew in my passion i
0: love that i love that and so this was completely done in the pandemic can you tell us about like that experience? So you had to collaborate with mm-hmm. the actors, um, your crew, your composer, all mm-hmm. virtually. And this was done during like the height of the shutdown, I read. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that and like how that impacted production and whatnot?
1: Um, it's just like, like initially I had a plan to like fly out some of the actresses and come to a studio and, and um, so they could do do the voices and stuff like that, um, when the pandemic picked up and when everything started shutting down and people were actually panicking. I pretty much um, had a plan B, um, which was just just if if um, I was to that actress's equipment. Um, so mm-hmm. Bethany and Desiree, Bethany lives in Las Vegas. Desiree lives in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. pretty much, like, you know, I would order equipment on Amazon, send it to them. Um, if I needed to patch into a computer, uh, remotely to record for them, then I'll do that. I mean, that's what I did for Desiree. Um, you know, and, you know, Bethany has experience with recording from podcasting. So she pretty much recorded her own lines and just sent me a bunch of takes and I just, you know, email. And it's something I'm kind of used to when I work in music, especially like, um, um, with artist stuff, you know, somebody would send a verse, and I would mix it and engineering and stuff like that. So, so it's nothing really. Like, Don actually, kind of made it easier in the sense that a that they can do it on their own time and their comfort, and b like um, I'm pretty much like they don't have to really go out their way and and um, come to a studio or stuff like that and, and, it, and it kind of say it kind of put some ease on the budget too so
2: yeah.
1: so pretty much like you know when my friend um my friend uh vanessa ferguson who composed the film um um i, I just reached out to her i knew her you know i knew everybody for a couple years but i knew mm-hmm. her um because she's a performer she was actually on season eight of the voice and um I and pretty and pretty much like, I mean, most of us we all went to A and T. So so with her, it was just like I reached out to her, like, this is the vibe I'm looking for, just sent to her some notes and just, I was just like, Hey, come up with something. I Only need it this long. Um, sent back one even back and forth like that, huh? Let's make some slight adjustments. Bow bow. And she sent it to me. She just kept, she just did everything in just about one take. You know what I'm saying? So so it was it was a very simple process where everything was coming to me, and I was just uh putting it together in the room um any other type thing um uh with animation you need references so
2: mm-hmm.
1: Bethany was a reference model too, so she would set up a camera and record movement and stuff like that
2: mm-hmm. and i would I
1: would reference that movement in the animation so so pretty much like like that's that's pretty much like um um some of the technical process especially with collaborating with people during the pandemic and and i knew i wasn't going to go out nowhere especially like you know with everybody at march, so, <laughs> you know right. what i'm saying so it was like i was like this is kind of best you know especially like around where march shit because i started I started animating the project in March and you know, last March when that's yeah. when everybody's tripping. So, so, you know, the planning process had already been done, but um, in the bulk of it was, you know, you know, I was, I was here. So I had mm-hmm. time and you know, um, I was working, I was teaching at a t too. So when everything kind of shut down and kind of really, really, Went to a standstill, you know, every night. I was just pretty much working on this project.
3: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because, um, you know, you're a, G- a DJ for, mm-hmm. for a living, but um, I'm Wait, wait, that wait,
0: wait, wait. Gotta hold that. He is a, because pre- I was going to get at that. He is a professor, a DJ, mm-hmm. animator, like, okay. Um, I,
3: I, I didn't even finish. Okay, okay. 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 <laughs> So you are because I was going to get into all of oh, that. Okay, okay. I was going to go all, Sorry, all Matthew, in there. Go ahead,
0: go ahead. All in there. Ahead. I was
3: about. We were about to go down the rabbit, yeah. rabbit hole with you. Okay, so yeah. you are a DJ professor. So I was going to say all that. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm gonna... <laughs> so we. <laughs> I'm not dealing with you on this podcast. Everybody. So Philip, um, uh-huh. so when you're like, because sometimes when people are like making transitions, because a lot of our listeners out there, they may be like a writer or they mm-hmm. might be like in a different industry and they are transitioning into like jumping into something else. Can I ask you, like when you were saying to yourself, like, I'm going to do this short, really, what really encouraged you to kind of like make that transition? Because it's it's a hard thing. Honestly, mm-hmm. if you've never done it before to try to make a transition from something that you've never done before to something like this. Because- it's, it's it's not an easy thing to do
1: um yeah yeah i mean it's it's not um I, a lot of that has to do with more of my own personality i mean mm-hmm. in, in terms of I, I just always go my own way meaning that meaning that even when it comes to traditional career career paths and methods um i just never felt like i gravitated towards that and ingrained myself in that um Even at the slightest moments where I feel like I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. And when I got tired of DJing in the clubs five times a week, Mm. I felt like it was time to transition something else. So it comes easy. You know, uh, the financial part aspect about it, yeah, you got to plan to a certain degree. You know what I'm saying? If you want to maintain financial steadiness, but at the same time, for the sake of peace, sometimes you just got to do it. I mean, yeah. it's, there's really no concrete answer. It's just, I know personally is that I do things that a lot of career mentors may not advise other people to do. But right. at the same time, personally, when it comes on the financial level, I've always had different lines of income. So mm-hmm. I may have certain advantages that other people don't have.
3: So, so now no, know, because we talk about this on the podcast and we tell, we talk, mm-hmm. we tell our listeners that you know, it's not just to be an artist but also to be an entrepreneur and to be multifaceted. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times in this industry, you'll see people even if they're not working in one area, they're working in another. Or even if they don't have income in one area, they, they're pulling income on another. So I just always find it interesting when you see like people, when people think like someone like you, they're just like, Oh, he just came out of the blue. You've been around for a long time in the Mm -hmm. entertainment industry. And people probably won't see that, you know? So I try to make it clear on the podcast that when you say somebody's breaking out for something, they've been around for
2: a while. Yeah. Like,
1: like, yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been DJing for 21 years. So, there you There you go. so it's like, um, um, you know, uh what got me to this project, like like I said earlier, it was was a convergence of my experiences and, and skills too. So I you know, when I broke down um taking all that process and, you know, and working while social distancing, you know, like I said, I was kinda I was just used to that working in music, especially like when emails came about and, and when MP3s came about that you didn't necessarily have to be in the same room with the artist to mm-hmm. get a you know you know so yeah. so i pulled from that experiences i ran a recording studio so i pulled from that experience and like you know i've always been drawing and i pulled from that experience so you know and and, and other not just professional experiences but educational stuff too like I got my master's in interactive media, which is mm-hmm. digital media and web and stuff like that. So, so that comes from from that, that aspect is like uh, getting the attention part, not necessarily marketing, but understanding how people and audiences process uh, uh, work digitally, whether it's on a yeah. cell phone or stuff like that. So so everything was just kind of convergence of like my experiences years year for years and years and years probably like I mean like we're talking about thirty five years you know what I'm saying I yeah mean, I mean like I'm thirty seven now but I started drawing at an early early age so mm-hmm. so yeah
3: is there any so we also like to give you know our listeners um, resources is there um, is there anything that you could advise someone out there who wants to make a transition like similar to you whether it's in animation or whether it's producing their own content or figuring out you know how to take a step out of their comfort zone
1: um i mean so so like is this is this really like using the internet for what it is like i look at the internet as a 24/7 library I mean, of course, there's a lot of garbage on the Internet, but at the same time, there's a lot of good things on the Internet that people could use, especially in, in creative industries in the creative realm. A lot of free resources, yeah. you know, um, the applications that I used, um, I pretty much use. I mean, I, I had I had to pay for my software, which is fairly expensive, but I also use my Adobe. I, I just didn't want to use I didn't use one application. This was a convergence to different applications to complete the project. Um, editing on Premiere, um, doing the visual effects on Adobe and compositing on uh, After Effects. I did all the animation on the software called TV Paint. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also, but during my research, before I started, decided what I'm gonna use to animate, I pretty much uh, looked at free options. Like there's, there's soft applications called It's a free animation. It, you could do a full blown film on that. But mm-hmm. I, you know, the reason why I chose what I chose is basically you know my it was more comfortable to me so so pretty much like pretty much uh, from that technical aspect there's um, there's always a free or, or cheaper equivalent um, there's always um, um, there's always an industry software subscription based software that could be used and when it comes from tr- when i now the part of your question about transitioning has more to do with. Um, I mean, it, it's just, it's just, it's just you gotta take it and and know that if you don't finish, everything's gonna be okay. And mm-hmm. and that that's that's kind of like I think I, I see a lot of this out there because I still mentor a lot of students and a lot of young people. Everything's going to be okay if everything doesn't go your way. You know what I'm saying? Or you start some, it doesn't necessarily finish it. But that's still optimum experience that you can pull from from the next time something else that you may do or if you do decide to finish. And that and and that kind of relieves the pressure of, oh, I got a a lot of from what my experience is when people want to transition and go into something different. They're worried about failure. Mm
2: -hmm. When I
1: just tell them, don't even look at failure. I started a Ph.D. program that I'm probably not going to finish. I did one year. And it's going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? So, and I tell my students that all the time. Like this immense amount of pressure that people put on themselves to to uh, to succeed can be part of the reason why you may not even want to do something.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: No more. So, so you just got to kind of figure out, you know, that transition in the context of your own life but at the same time, understand it's gonna be okay. Like, if I didn't finish this film, even, you know, I was determined to finish it, but if I didn't, it was gonna be okay. Um, and, And that's something that kind of helped me at relief because, you know, the pressure, the immense amount of work, you can't also pressurize yourself, excuse me, I'm sorry, with the immense amount of work that animation comes with. You're going to burn yourself out so fast because it's very tedious. That that film took me six months, seven months to complete, with Mm. working almost every day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The most most breaks, longest breaks I took was probably like two days of not animating, but they were still planning and stuff like that. Mm. So, so that pressure to complete, compete, compete, compete. Complete, I'm sorry, not compete. Can me personally kind of pushes my pushes me away from wanting to do stuff, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because now it's outside factors, you know what I'm saying? When it's just this is me, myself, like that, you know, it's a personal project. I didn't do this, I didn't create this to further myself or my clout. Mm -hmm. All this stuff in the interviews and talking to y'all and Vivica Fox and stuff like that. Was completely unexpected. So, so this was something that I felt like I needed to do. Actually, when I the day I finished the project, the first thing I did was put it on Facebook. <laughs> 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 you know, so for my friends and my family to see it. You, you feel me? That that that's what I you know what I'm saying. That's what I made it for. Like to put it out there. I did. I wasn't trying to. The goal wasn't. of course i was going to submit festivals but the goal wasn't to have this career angle, create a career angle that's what it did but i didn't want that type of pressure on me because now it's like outside factors you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so so and and that and i didn't want to limit myself creatively and that's how i work creatively so so you know it's just it's just something you i you know it's, it's I mean, this term is always overused, but it is a leap of faith. But you just you just limit the pressure you put on yourself, and that's it. Like, like, and make sure you do it. If and if you're gonna do it, make sure you do it right and of good taste.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that that's the number one thing too. So, so that it, so when I brought people in, you know, you know, I, I was also I had my ears open in terms of, yo, know, is this tasteful even when i feel like oh yeah, yeah it's, it's not bad you know me i i just wanted to make sure that it had approval given that you know I, the characters were black women you know what i'm saying so yeah, yeah. so that that was kind of important to me
0: I could definitely tell that you're a very mission-driven person. Um, Just when I was looking at your body of work, all of the things that you've done, um, you're a professor. I took a look at your website. And you created Coalition Creative North Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah, NC. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, And I thought and I, I just read a bunch of articles that you did. And I thought that it was a really beautiful thing how you reach back and you pick people up within your community by giving other um, Aggie. You guys are Aggies, right? I Aggies. Just- Aggies. Aggie. Is it Aggies? Aggies. Right, Aggies. I'm from California. Aggies. Is it Aggie or Aggie? Aggies sorry Aggie. Aggie Aggie pride um I was just like you know that it's it's very it's very beautiful um beautiful to see that to see black people um in a position of power making sure that they're sourcing people within their own community versus looking out in maybe Hollywood or other mainstream yeah. markets. Saying, like, no, I'm gonna offer you an opportunity. I'm gonna show you all of the things that I do. And you do so much. You do for you're a professor, number one. Uh, you do photography. Um, I mean, I saw like graphic design, social media, yeah. animation, like all these things. I was like, you're you're really a renaissance ma'am, but you can definitely tell that it's all rooted in your mission, which it seems to serve and to create, but Mission-driven, right? For a social impact.
1: Um. Um. Yeah. To a certain extent, like, like part of part of the reason why I'm just, I mean, like, why I do different things is like, part of that is like, when I feel fulfill something creatively, sometimes I can get bored with it. Like, <laughs> like with photography, yeah. I do photography 100% professionally. Mm-hmm. I don't like being labeled as a photographer. Mm-hmm. but I do actually do more cinematography than I do actual photography. Mm-hmm. But I don't, but but it's just when I have an idea and I fulfill it creatively, I just kind of think of the next thing, you know, not necessarily separate myself from anybody else, but it's like, I'm, I'm just, it's like, okay, I can draw. I do editing, I know filmmaking, so mm-hmm. I can figure out this animation thing. You get what I'm
3: saying. What's your sign? What's your um, sign?
1: My birthday is March 5th. Pisces.
3: March 5th. That makes you what? An Aries. Pisces. Pisces. Yeah, yeah. I could see yeah, that. So, yeah. 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 I, so I felt like, that um, though. I thought you were a Pisces. I just didn't want to say it because you. I, and, and I'm just gonna say because a lot of creative Pisces, they and I. This is not the first time I've heard this. That's why I asked that because it was just mm-hmm. like. I don't know, it's like, what do you call it? Deja vu. I'm like, mm-hmm. I've heard this before from a, actually, from like a lot of Pisces. Like, when you have like creative ideas, and you're like, okay, I'm finished with this. I want to work on this other creative ideas because it's always like a, like it's always like you want to feel a spark of creativity, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, that that's that's what kind of that's what kind of drives me, and and even like right now, I, you know, I finished the film last July the number one thing I wasn't going to pressure myself to do another animated film to follow up with that right um, if if it just wasn't it has to feel right so it has to feel right it has to look good for for me for it to look good to me it has to feel right so right. so like um and then then I look at my DJ career and and the reason why as part of the reason why I hopped that because I I've been that I didn't start DJing to work in clubs, I actually started DJing because I love rap music and hip hop. So, yeah, when I started getting into clubs, I started getting that aspect, it kind of tainted my passion. You feel me? Yeah. So, so you know, so I, I kind of learned that lesson and make sure anything else that I try to do creatively is not forced for any reason or forcing myself mm-hmm. to oh I gotta I gotta get this bag now so I gotta do mm-hmm. another animated film. The people are waiting and you know um and I gotta do this. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So so like that's that's so the aspect that's kinda like what drives me creatively. The aspect in terms of how I source and cultivate other people when I bring them in it's just it's just it's kind of like a brain man how i do things mm. that that's pretty much like the number one thing but you always see talent in people you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and, and and one of my favorite shows uh, uh on tv was the wire a lot of the actors mm-hmm. were homegrown people from baltimore mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and that gives it a level of authenticity of, of, you know of, i'm tongue-tied authenticity authenticity, yeah so so like that's kind of like where i draw that inspiration in like you know i'll see something friend and i'll be like oh they can do that or have you tried voice acting or whatever Mm, yeah and and i work to their strengths more so trying to find you know trying to get somebody big to you know and and being at a and t like You know, I'm always in an arms length of somebody who's, you know, uh, in the industry up there. But at the same time, I I see something and 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 just try to do something that's my way in terms of reaching out to people and, and cultivating people and stuff like that for these creative projects. So, so that that's pretty much it. It's like. And some of that some of that kind of helps me complete the project you know because these are people who i know friends mm-hmm. people i have a re- relationship with like the part of the goal of my project was to have everybody involved from North carolina A&T. my production assistant was a was a student of mine at the time mm-hmm. you know and i and i she wasn't even supposed to be working on the film because she was in my i was teaching her and she was a conflict of interest, oh,
2: mm-hmm. wow. but
1: I, I don't give a shit. I mean, excuse me, I don't care. But my <laughs>
0: because hair, my hear okay, you could be free to be yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I just ain't care. Like you know, A T wasn't paying me enough anyway, so I was just like, it doesn't matter. Come on, and, and my my number one aspect, my number one thing, no matter what I do, is I pay people. Mm-hmm. Right. That is no question. Like, like, there's no debate when i bring you on you know what i'm saying i already know my budget i already know the scale of work and how much they're going to work and what i expect from them you know what i'm saying even if it's those if you look at the film there's only really four or five lines through the whole film but i make sure those women get paid mm. good you know what i'm saying yes and, and that's 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 where I stand. You know what I'm saying? And and that's how I solidify my relationships. My production assistant, she got paid. It wasn't no free internships type stuff where, I, you know, you put on your resume. No, you get paid. That's how I work. That's how I am. It's no question. And you get paid up front. You ain't got to wait on me.
0: So Mm -hmm. that's really like valuing people over profit. And I think a lot of millennials and Gen Zers are starting that conversation of um, uh, uh, social equity,
2: Uh
0: social equity, which is you build equity within like relationships and with people. And then therefore the money does flow. But you do that by valuing people by paying them. So, yeah, Yeah, that
1: that, I mean, that's 100 percent correct. I mean, and I, and I think there's a lot of people, my generation and older, that feel have this fraternity mindset that you have to earn your way up, and that's never that's not the case. And I'm telling, especially entertainment, like you see, that's why you have imbalances in what people get paid. You know what I'm saying? Of course, there's sexism and racism, and then right. on top of that, it's just cheap ass people, and and it, but it, it tends to affect us more often. Black, mm. what I mean by us, like black people. So, yeah. what I try to do is I try to reverse trends and things that I've seen, whether when I was working in music,
2: mm. film,
1: TV, whatever, and just do it like, like, I, you know, like, like there are people, we, we have people who we've grown to love who are legends in our eyes that a lot of folk don't know that they didn't get paid much at all.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And that is something that is fundamentally wrong to me. So what I do is I make a state, not just making a statement, but I just like, look, I bring you in, you're gonna get paid good. You know what I'm saying? Somebody can look at me, oh you overpaying. Like, who are you to determine that value? You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So mm-hmm. so, like, so, so that that's kind of like everybody that worked on that film got paid. The only young lady that didn't go to a t was, her name is Leslie Marie. She was the one that did the song in the end credits. What mm-hmm. I did was I put, I went on Twitter because I tried to license a song and and the songwriters was taking too slow for me to drop. It was right, right when I was about to finish the film. So I just went on Twitter. I was like, I need a black woman who who is going to let me license her song out for two years submit to me you're gonna get paid three hundred dollars and mm-hmm. and I'll pick the song to give you the contract tell you when the song what parts of the song is going to be in the film and bow bow you don't have to get up just send me an email I like it huh what's your cash at all that's in the contract sent it's done you know what I'm saying and and it just it kind of stuns people a little bit but that's just kind of like how I operate, because that's when I want to get something done, especially in entertainment and creative work. So you just got to take care of people. And especially, and if you don't know people like that, you got to take care of them like you got to pay them. So
3: I I definitely producer. Yeah, I definitely agree, (laughs) agree with that because you know that's what I pretty much do for a living. But I want to ask about creating an animation because every person that I know that's an animation, Uh it just takes a lot of time. And you did it Uh in your home. It wasn't tasking on your family for you to be in a room all day, every single day. Like
1: Uh, oh no, that shit was tasking on me. (laughs) But (laughs) you know, like. I mean, nah, it, it was real 100%. Like, like, I wanted to get it done. Um, I tried not to put too much pressure on me, myself. But, you know, it still affected me. It, it was it was still t- consuming. You still had doubts. You still wonder. You, you, even though I try not to worry about how things are going to be received, mm-hmm. still unreceived. So just being in this room, and I'm, you know, and i been here. This is actually, you know, the house I grew up in. So, Aww. so it's like just being here, you know, being back in High Point, North Carolina, you know, knowing I hate it here, you know what I'm saying? All <laughs> that, all that kind of plays a part, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so it's just, um, um, animation is very, very tedious. I will say this if. If when I start, if I do an animated project and I green light it and I'm ready to go, I feel comfortable, trust me, I'm not doing it by myself ever again. It's not <laughs> gonna happen.
3: No, <laughs> it's, it's a it's a, that's what I'm saying. Like it's a whole job. Like yeah. if you're in there, like the the way that like the way that I've, I've talked to animated people and people in animation is just like they have one person for the coloring. Another person for the drawing, mm-hmm. another person for the motion. So I'm, I'm in my mind. I'm sitting here thinking, like, well,
1: damn, doing all that help you so,
3: with everything. Oh, go ahead,
1: No, nah, I was just saying, like, some of the films, especially in festivals that I got into, that I was up against, they have a whole team. You know, yeah. so, so like, so, you know, I just kind of learned that lesson that that for the sake of my health i can't do it do it by myself Mm.
0: but did it help you like i know for me when the pandemic first started in the beginning i completely zoned out and i just watched like game of thrones (laughs) 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 and i just watched like i think oh actually um i watched the wire um Mm -hmm. i rewatched the wire i watched game of thrones i just started like binge watching all this tv because i'm in new york so Mm -hmm. like i literally was in the mecca of everything that was happening. And I just needed escapism. I didn't want to do anything taxing. I didn't want to read. I didn't want to like anything dramatic. I was living it. I didn't want to see it. And if I did did see it, it had to be so far removed from reality. And then everything happening with um, police brutality and and racial injustice, it was just a lot. And I know that for me, I just like clinged on to anything that was like. Creative, but escapism. Did this kind of like help you with that in the pandemic?
1: I mean, yeah.
0: A challenge.
1: Yeah. um, It was. It was. um, It helped a lot. It. I'm trying to put it the best way because it was taxing on me. Mm -hmm, I I believe pandemic or no pandemic, it it was just doing this project was, was did affect my health a little bit. Um. it yeah. um, given that I started it before I started working on it in December 2019. Okay. So as things got worse and worse, you know, I was kind of already in stride. But, you know, if, you know, the majority was done during the pandemic, it, it was a sense of escapism, It you know, like, like, um, um, but, you know, but I still, you know, had you know, just naturally, I just paid attention to everything that was going on still. Like, like you still gotta eat, you still gotta work out, you still gotta live your life to a certain extent. Um, but it, it did kind of help, given that, you know, it was a lot of time on your hands when, when things just kind of flipped upside down the way it did.
2: It was yeah. like literally
1: like four, three, four, five o'clock in the morning, you look on Facebook, or you look on whatever. All your friends that work nine to five are still up eating snacks and cookies. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's kind of like Facetime. Yeah, yeah it, uh, Instagram Live DJing. Like, air, you know, it was like, like people like I did that one time. People's like used to do. De- I was like 797 DJs out there DJing yeah. right now. Like, it's all I'm straight. I just did it one time for my friends, and that's it. But it was like. It was just uh it was almost surreal because like the way certain people was panicking, mm-hmm. you know, and I was I was looking at stuff sideways, I was like, damn man, shit, the world out there. And let me um <laughs>
3: Yeah, but you wanna know what? Not only yeah. that, like people with families and, and people with families and who, who were married, you ain't seen them doing that shit. It's only like six. I... Y'all be y'all be tripping out here in these streets <laughs> you know I mean? like all these like whole people with families who was on instagram doing that philip who,
1: who
3: was work. on instagram doing like djs and djing and stuff like that when you got whole families out here in the pandemic
1: oh man i know a lot of people uh uh i mean but it all started with with remember your boy that did versus the d, d nice yeah, you know yeah like, right. versus that's what i was talking about like like there was people like even people with families like, that I guess they ain't sheer anxiety and just be like, damn, I ain't got to get up and go to work. It was like, yeah. like, like people, you know what yes, I'm saying? Yes, like, yes, People yes. was up late at night, like, and I'm a night owl always, regardless. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I was just like, people just up talking, like, because he, I mean, especially at March, you know, like it's upside down a little bit. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> then when you then when people started getting affected and and people was like close to them was actually dying mm. it's just kind of like oh, yeah. you know it's just it's just kind of you know my, my brother lives in brooklyn like he couldn't go nowhere you know what i'm saying so um, no. so it's like it's just kind of like it was surreal like like that you know it makes you think like like yeah i'm working on this project but dad should i gas up the car and go get my brother you know so it's like <laughs> you know you know so it you know in a sense like yeah it gave me because it, it was a lot of time time on the hands like like it was it was just really a lot of time like
2: yeah and, yeah. and-
3: I think everybody was fucked because I know, like, when I I was like stressed the hell out. I was like, you What's... know, me and my me and my husband. First and foremost, like, when you're in the film industry, I know a lot of people got divorced too. Philip, oh yeah, <laughs> that was a that was a thing. Like, people were spending time together and they were getting divorces and whatnot.
0: Yeah, and or like, brought, it either broke people apart or brought, brought them, them together, together. Right, one yeah. or the other. It like magnified all of the. Yeah, yeah, sorry, my my like computer. We don't know what's going on. It's just like dying,
3: but like I, so. One of the things that um, that I noticed a lot of the time too, when I was at home with my husband, is that we were trying to figure out like because we're both we have that creative energy, also trying to figure out whether or not we're gonna be able to create too in our own individual space. Because when you're home in a space like that, we just had no space. Like I, I don't, and this is why I'm saying this whole thing about like being being in spaces with other people, it just really messes with my, my creative juices, you know? And it's really hard for me to even focus. So the fact that you could do a short, and be so focused in a chaotic time. I mean, that in itself is a talent.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. I
3: was just like, sir, you need to go in another room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, can, I, yeah, I can't I focus.
1: Yeah, I just locked the door. I mean not lock the door, but I just shut the doors on out, throw some music on, you know. Um, I mean, it was just I mean, when when I when everything was like really like flipping upside down, like like that later half of March, cause that later half of March felt like six months on itself. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I just kind of just, just, okay, I got this. Let me work on this, take my mind off of the rest of this stuff. Cause it's like, like people were really like tripping, tripping like, like, mm. like, and even down here, you know, not just with all the toilet paper gone and stuff like that, but attitudes. <laughs> <laughs> attitudes. That was a like, hot
3: mess.
0: That
1: was a
3: hot mess. The toilet paper was gone. The No, the whole Lysol situation got me. The yeah. whole Lysol situation got me. Like, when I, when I tell you that like I was getting like pet disinfect. Like, do you know like they have like pet disinfectant, right? Like disinfectant for <laughs> like, like. I was like so stressed out. I started getting. I went to the like what do you call it? The pet store, and they mm-hmm. had like they had like. Pet 99% like bacteria free, like
2: spray. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, I went to the hardware store. I'm
0: sorry. I went to the hardware store. Nobody was going to hardware stores. I got all the bleach. I got all the rubbing alcohol <laughs> to spray. I like, I
1: did. It was, a, yeah, yeah, the craziness, the attitudes on one hand.
3: Was it like that in North Carolina? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah, like, crazy was, out there. Yeah, I bet. It was, I bet because I'm from South, I'm from Charleston. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. And they were acting a damn fool out there.
0: I was oh, like, man, I we're know, tr-
3: sorry, Philip. We're
0: trying to plug. My computer is being weird. It's coming dead. Yeah. But
3: but like it was, it was it was like one of those things where everybody was acting a damn fool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally, I literally just, I was just like. Um, the fights in the stores. I don't know if it was like that. Where oh, it was at, like the that fight, right the like, Fights in the tripping. stores. It was pretty pretty bad. I mean, I mean, I remember there was a one woman. She threw like um, she threw a brush. Like <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> anyway, she threw a brush at this lady in the store. It was it was out of pocket.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, it was it was it was crazy. It was crazy times, like and and you know just to kind of have something to just come home and work yeah it was you know it was cool then you know and it it was um um i was going to say something but i forgot but it was just like it was just something you kind of had to mad you know then when that kind of died down and people started coming outside like it was uh like it was a freaknik that, um, <laughs> uh, memorial, you know, like that George Floyd happened, you know what I'm saying? So it was like it, it was, I mean, it was just, I just kind of grounded myself. I, it, it grounded me, even though it was kind of taxing and stressful to work on this a little bit. Yeah. But it definitely grounded during the pandemic. And it was it, the crazy thing was, was like, was like a lot of the content in the industry was shifted towards animation because you can easily mm. so socially distance right. through that through this. So so I got a, that kind of helped me get a lot of attention. You know, you know, when I was like, yeah, I worked on this during the pandemic, the bulk of it. And it was like like you look at streaming services and Comedy Central and stuff like that. Comedy Central only like two shows or live action the rest is animation so
2: oh
3: wow i didn't even even think about that
1: so that's true though yeah
3: yeah i didn't even think about that
1: yeah so you kind of you know it it was i guess the timing of it like the the pandemic kind of exposed a lot of things but it but it allowed a lot of people to get creative with what they have
3: yeah that that's really interesting i didn't even think about that but you're 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 so right about that yeah. You're completely right about that, that a lot of things had shifted to animation.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, knew, I, I knew wasn't about be that.
1: On set. <laughs> like, especially around that time, if somebody wanted to come talk to me about directing or doing some DP work or writing some stuff, equipment, or whatever, I wasn't going to be there. Like, y'all keep <laughs> <that>, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like, like, I mean, like, for real, for real, like, I, I, I just didn't want no parts of it, I didn't want it. me risking myself getting sick, risking any of my family, you know, the elders in my family that I may yeah. stop by and see, I don't want them getting sick. So I just stayed here, worked on what I worked on.
2: Was um,
1: I was still getting paid from, from the school, even when things were getting shut down. So I was fine in that aspect. And you know, I always have money's both up and saved up. I had my uh survival kit, you know, like, <laughs> like I mean when the pen when when it hit it was just like, all right, let's look. Like even when I went out of town for stuff and I had gotten a hotel room, like if there was extra toilet paper, that shit was coming with me. Like, <laughs> like no, we, we did, that. Them, we did
0: do that. We did that. We can uh, so yeah. I came down to visit her. We went to Myrtle Beach, yeah, uh, well, with her and her husband for Fourth mm-hmm. of July. Mm-hmm. We went to Myrtle Beach, and I was like, that was a very stressful process, though, because in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'm going to Lysol, everything, wipe everything down. And when I actually got there, I was so stressed out. I was like, well, if something drops the floor, what if
3: the floor like COVID? Uh, we like we got in the room. It was a hot mess. A we got in the room. Mess. We were like spraying, wiping down everything because it was July. Yeah. It was like July. And we were just like, what the hell are we doing here? Yes. But we went jet ski I know, we went carouseling, hey, we, we went jet ski riding, we yeah. went, oh, we just... We were
1: especially, just so but especially down south, like, nothing really shut down, well, North Carolina it did, but I don't know about South Carolina, when when I kind did of. work in Merck, Carolina, <laughs> kind of. it, was it was so so, but, but everywhere else, Florida, Florida Georgia, Georgia, everything, wide open. So it's like you had to have the the, 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 the disinfectant spray on that. Yeah, that's
0: true. My one friend's a teacher in Texas, and she said she worked in the classroom the entire pandemic. She said there was no, we're shutting it down, we're not. She said Mm -hmm. they gave them some masks, and they just resumed everything. And (laughs) I was like, I was really shocked about that, just because... I don't know. I don't know if I completely agree with that, Um, that different school districts and different people can decide and prioritize, like, what's safe and what's not. Um, But that's just me.
1: Man, look, look, I wasn't going, going, going in nowhere near anybody's classroom. (laughs) I know that. Like, I mean, and I know that there's some people who need their jobs and, you know, that's not to knock them. But at the same time, like, like then, then, people a lot of people politicized it.
2: And yeah, that's the, re-
1: that's the reason why things wasn't shut down because they politicized it. They want to make sure that whatever their situation was, the euphoric as possible to not and make it was them an look election at
3: year, and it's an election, election year, and it was just, it was just a lot. And I think, like, mm-hmm. you know, even like mentally and like mentally just like digesting everything that happened last year. Mm -hmm. And I was telling her that when people start coming back to just regular life, they're gonna really need like counseling. Like I really highly recommend artists have therapy. It's just my thing. Like I, you know, we both like recommend that, that you really have to have black people in general I'm just going to put that out there but to my fellow sti- black people. Yeah, black people that therapy is not a bad thing. You know, like sometimes you just need someone to talk to and it's okay to have someone just to talk to, you know, mm-hmm. and like you know, all these things are going on because we have like the stigma out there that we have to be these ultra super strong individuals like we don't go through things and like we can't break down. But last year, if you didn't have some sort of somewhat emotional effect or breakdown like you know i mean like it was a lot it was was, a lot it
1: was od
3: it was a lot i mean i don't care how strong you are you know Mm -hmm. and i I feel like we definitely have to you know promote like mental health for black Mm -hmm. people out there and
0: representation in mental health because for me when i was looking for my therapist i had to have like a black woman uh-huh. Um, she had to be, for me, older, um, and I wanted her to, I wanted us to share same the same religious view, so I wanted her to be a Christian. And, um, and I, and I was like, that's like trying to find a needle in a haystack, <laughs> <laughs> and I was really stressed out about it, but I found my therapist and she is everything and more and, you know, just being able to freely and open, have those conversations and not have to break down race or gender mm-hmm. or identity is it, that has been like invaluable.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I definitely understand that. And I'm for that 100%. Um, I mean, it was it was it was a, it was by far the most in, in my lifetime the most taxing year I've known.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, but you're
3: like, thirty. But you're thirty-seven. So in the span of twenty years, we've had nine eleven. We've yeah. had two thousand seven stock market break, mortgage mm-hmm. crisis, and now we have COVID. And I like I'm thirty-five, and two, I think that's a lot. That's
1: wars. a lot. Huh? Uh, Two wars.
3: Two wars. that's uh, Like that's just a lot in a lifetime, right? I just feel yeah. like we're all jacked up. We're all jacked up. Plus, These Twenty like,
0: years. Millennials couldn't get a break. We can't
3: get a break. Like, yeah. can we just do one? Can we? Like, at least in the seventies, they had one. Like, like N- Vietnam. Disaster. Like they, like they just had their Vietnam War, and then there was it. I
1: mean, like the, it, 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 was, it was a lot going on in the 70s.
3: Yeah, it was just too much.
1: Yeah,
3: but, um, I'm just like we are all jacked up. <laughs> jacked up generation. Sorry millennials. Sorry. Yeah. This is why we feel the way we do. <laughs> but that's yeah. why we create.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just you just got to look at it like I mean, you just got to look at it like life and just do the best you can take care of yourself. Cuz yeah. I mean, one one thing we like you listed all that stuff and it's just back to back. And at some point you just kind of like, just gotta be like, take care of life the best way you can, you know? Yeah. And if that's through creating, that's through creating, like nobody knew Donald Trump was going to be president of the United States. Nobody Uh, knew. And with, with, you know, with what that's going on and how things get handled and Black Lives Matter and these trying to avoid watching these videos and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, people being killed. You know, it's just all these shootings and stuff like that. It it, it, it takes a lot. So it
3: was taxing. You,
1: you gotta yeah, you gotta find time to give yourself some type of grace. You know Yeah. So it's just like I mean, you know, with this project um um I think when I finished it that's when I felt relieved mm-hmm. me, you know what I'm saying because that, because there I I you know like it was a heavy lot heavy lifting but I was determined to finish it but but that's where I, that's when the moment when I gave myself some you know what I'm saying like let's chill out and however long I need to chill I'm going to chill and I still but been
3: that, chilling. That, that, <laughs> that definitely. I mean, and, and, and you definitely finished it and that's, and it is very, very inspiring thing. And one thing that I will say, and I really do appreciate you saying this because there was a lot of mixed messages in the pandemic where people are like, um, you know, you have to be creative and you have to do this, but it is very relieving for you to say, you know, if you started something and you didn't finish it, it's okay. You know, it, and, and. You know, because even though you did finish it, like a lot of people felt guilty because they weren't being super creative out there and they weren't finishing and they weren't writing and they weren't doing all these things when there was a whole damn pandemic happening, you know? And I just feel like that wasn't the right message.
1: Yeah, that, you know, like, don't get me started on that because I, I, I feel <laughs> like I kind of know what the type of people who talk about that and who say stuff like that, and you should be doing something, you gotta get this bag and the yakety yak and whatever. I mean, you know, like, like I know what it's like to work myself to death, damn near, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And there wasn't no pandemic when that happened. So, so, you know, like now you have this God-like, you know, Thing that is you questioning is the world even going to exist for long? You know, a lot of people was feeling like that, and a lot of people anxiety was up and stuff like that. You really just gotta give yourself time and grace. Like yeah. the, the work on my film was my personal choice. You know what I'm saying? That was my personal choice. Something I wanted to do, pandemic or not. It's Just the pandemic, so called, happening. You know, and like I said, if I if I just stopped working on it to give myself some a time to live and get myself what I needed to decompress. All that is fine. And I, and I and I tell and I and I tell that to. I mentor still mentor a lot of my former students. I tell them this all the time. It's like it's like you're not in competition hmm. with each other. You know, even though we live in a competitive industry and media and journalism and film and creative stuff, don't buy you know, to all this stuff that you gotta keep grinding and keep hustling and keep mm-hmm. doing this and doing that, the next thing you know, you aging yourself and you killing yourself.
2: Yeah.
1: Take care of yourself, it's okay. Take it's okay to ask somebody to sit with you and y'all just relax. It's okay for that. Because mm-hmm. because when you when you find and, and I know a lot of people in the industry, I know a lot of producers and stuff like that. When you get in you got other shit you gotta deal with too. Yeah. So that and it, it, and what I mean by that is that's when you doing everything right. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, don't break yourself to 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 prove to these ghosts and these people on Twitter or whatever. I call them Rock Nation Brunch niggas. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And. What? you know like like they the people that be playing those Kevin Hart speeches like you got to get it yak 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 yak
0: like hustle culture yeah, yeah.
1: like nah no it, it's uh, you look you it's coming from somebody who's a hustler you feel me like i'm yeah. telling you i take my time and i got it like that so y'all need to chill out for a second just take care of yourself however you want to do it take care of yourself listen to music Kick it with your friends. Make sure y'all social distance, though. So, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Yeah. Just take care of yourself, and come back to whatever you need to do. Elite, rejuvenate. And if you don't feel like doing it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. That's number one thing. Because, like I said, I've I've been through the industry. I worked worked in music. Work music is not as grimy as TV. I dabbed in TV a little bit, but I've seen. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to do everything right and have the appearance that I look right and when I just wasn't okay with everything mm. and, and that's and that's just reality all you know don't buy into that stuff because all that stuff is just for the gram like take care of yourself you're still gonna yeah. look beautiful take your selfies and all that shit but just take care of yourself you you know like you know I still have friends as like well that's my age they're still working themselves to death i can't make them do anything but it's just like if you want to talk to me let's talk but what i'm not going to do is i'm not like i said like whenever i feel like making in the next project i'm gonna start that i'm gonna put the groundwork but i'm not gonna feel like i have to follow up with this you right. know what I'm saying? And, and and like i said like when I made this film, like I I wasn't expecting people do interviews and articles and getting it picked up by Fox and and Vivica Fox and all that and the attention that I get, and, you know, what I'm saying like, I was not expecting none of it. It just came. But mm-hmm. but one thing I had to do is I had to try to limit the pressure on myself as much as possible, especially from the outside. Because you see people like, oh, you gotta grind, you gotta hustle, you gotta, you know, do this mm-hmm. and do that, and and you know, you kind of expose yourself, and and i was not going to do that, and i you know, <laughs> and I, because and I, I've been been through that, like, like I did it, working in clubs, I did, it, you know, and, and even as a professor and as a teacher. You know, my number one thing to my students is when I give you assignment, it has to be done right. But one thing I'm not going to do is I'm gonna make sure everything is there for you to take care of what you need to do and take care of yourself.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I'm saying? Because if you look through, especially you higher up in the industries that they want to get, you see a lot of people taking care of themselves and they're riches. hell, right. and A lot yeah. of nepotism. Yeah. A lot of this. A lot of that. I'm like, yo. They the ones trying to tell you to play by the rules when they don't even play by the rules. Mm-hmm. There you go. So I'm telling you, okay. take care of yourself. If you want to work on a project, find people who got bread. Find people who 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 want to invest in something. If you ain't got the money, get with people with like minded people, and just create something real nice. But don't feel like you got proof shit. To don't do it. There you don't go. Do it. Like. Like Terrence J, he, he's an alumni, just won an Oscar last weekend. Yeah, you know what I'm saying people asking me about. It, I didn't even know him. He was my SGA president when I was a sophomore at, A&T. Mm-hmm. You
2: know what I'm oh, saying
1: wow. I didn't know him like that, but I, I mean it's cool for him. But I can't. Control, uh, I'm not trying to, you know. Hey, I don't wear tight suits like you do, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like more power than him. I, I'm close with a lot of people but I can't put myself on his level right? you know what I'm saying I don't want to I don't want what he wants and Dang. and I mean I would like to win awards but I don't you know whatever he desires I don't do that and I don't know how to answer those questions of how I feel I would be like congrats to him even with my friends like I said I had a friend like he operates differently you know what I'm saying like, like, like a lot of my friends in music that's still in music. They operate differently, you know. I show them love. I give them their props. They doing it. But try to emulate their, their method is going to be, it's going to exhaust. Like, yeah, like, stop trying to be, you know, stop trying to emulate somebody's success. Like, yeah. because, like I said, like, the success that I got from a film that I made, in this room that from a house that's been around since I was a child you know what I'm saying
2: yeah yeah no we
3: no, we're totally with we you we were just talking we about were talking this today, about that today about
0: like how it doesn't matter what, what level you get to there's always gonna be somebody who's more successful or who maybe is hustling harder than you mm-hmm. and um, and just
1: the Perce- Perce- key word is perceived
0: Per- yes perceive. perceive yeah yes you are right and perceive as more successful than you but like you said um, earlier um, I really think that it's about like looking within and just saying like but what do I want what's my version of success? what anchors me? what impact do I want to make so that we're not constantly on this roller coaster we interviewed um, Paul um, a guy named Paul Tanter. Paul Tanner. He's a um, filmmaker. Tanner. Tanner, Sorry, Paul Tanner, filmmaker, producer, and um, he was like, you know, one minute you're like everything in Hollywood, and the next minute you're like nothing. And it's like he was like, you really have to surround yourself with uh, people who share your core values, people who love you, who want to see you win in your corner, and just have have your world o- away from that. And then just create mm-hmm. um, it's similar to what you were saying. So
1: yeah, just it, it's really just going your own way and what works for you. And yeah. I mean, even with the premise of the film, I wanted to tell a story that was affirming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, about creation. The story is about creation. If you know, like, you know, like, black women are a important part of my life, so that's why I made y'all the characters but like i said i didn't want to tell a story that i didn't want to tell. talk about something that only black women experience because Mm -hmm. it's not my place i'm not going to talk about the bodies and the body experiences and the sex i can't do that that's not my story to tell so when i came so that was the number one thing so when i came another thing a part of that was one thing i see especially when it comes to black films especially when i completed this project and i started submitting to film festivals and and you know i had the film festivals i submitted so i got rejected mm. um, but one thing i noticed the ones that were getting accepted were films based on black trauma so mm. so that's nothing against the creators the black creators the black people who tell those stories and want to tell those stories you Know what I'm saying? Um, nothing against them. I just have an issue with the institutions and the festivals that only select f- films based on black mm, trauma
2: because I'm this. it, mm. bees,
1: it, a, it a, you know, you know, because it's like, it's like, you know, not to knock any other. There was another animated film that was based on police shootings mm. and and he was getting accepted everywhere and i was not comparing my film to his but i just kind of asked that fundamental question and i when i saw two distant strangers and stuff like that that's not once again not the takeaway from them but is this what all y'all accepting of us because well uh, it's, you know what i'm saying so, yeah
3: it's it's it, oh man <sighs> i can get on this but it's it's the thing that gets me and i just had like I might not have talked to you about it, but I had a thought about it.
2: Oh, like
3: anytime we do films that's in Hollywood, it has to be a slave movie, mm-hmm. it has to be a comedy, and now or it's sexually tra- or black women are sexually, sexually promiscuous, promiscuous, or now it has to be police brutality, right? And the thing about it is it leaves it leaves no room slave for movie. us to tell stories. Like the only person that I really truly believe who is uniquely telling the story, but it's still some of the same thing as Jordan Peele because he can tell a story in a different genre in yeah. a different way that mm-hmm. we haven't told it before, right?
2: Yeah.
3: I just, I, it's still rooted in trauma. And I'm so sick and tired of us only being able to tell stories from either a traumatic or either a comedy and barely, we're barely ever to t- tell stories from like a family perspective, mm-hmm. or from like just a perspective mm-hmm. of like without it just being like some super duper low budget or black love that is actually functional, functional <laughs> black love. Like it's just like it's nah. just like it's it's frustrating, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, yeah, is, yeah, I, yeah, which is why it, we're gonna fund more black. Love.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, and like like that. Like even you know, I never try to take away from create black creators and create those you know what i'm saying i never i don't want to take but yeah but i just put really put at fault the in institutions that you know that is ran by not non-black people that pretty much just that say it because i've said
3: it i said it i don't know yeah. if you, you guys know Y'all all know that I'm out here trying to get black people films yeah. created and whatnot. And she's being she's, modest. She just signed a six. Her company just signed a
0: 60 million dollar deal doing biopic content and film. That, so she huh? is Philip. She's tr- being very modest. So she I'll is in the same.
3: Oh, he saw signed. Oh, my God. Yeah, I pay, pay attention to
1: everything.
3: <laughs> do you, Philip?
1: I, I spend more time on the internet than probably y'all.
0: Do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because I'm. I'm pretty. I yeah, research everybody. Pretty, I know every, everybody. I know everything about everybody before they. They even.
3: Yeah, Philip. She yeah. probably knows everything. She probably. She nah, probably researched you when you were two.
1: Now, <laughs> nah, yeah, like if it's something I posted, yeah, but.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I but but to yeah. get back to your point. I'm so sick and tired and also black musicals like anything where we have to sing, where we have to dance, where it's like a biography like yeah, like where we have to tap dance. You know, for the, tap dance, dance. Tap, dance, for the tap dance for the for the for the people out here, they this will one. green like that left, right, side and side could but it's like coronary I don't want to call it coonery
0: because that's the um, it is, but I
1: don't wanna,
2: I don't like, think it, it, do.
0: it, it, it,
1: it may not be coonery because there's people that generally want to create it, but I get what you're saying and saying because that's that's the trend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what they that's what they want to see, that's what things that you know, like me and my homeboy had a talk yesterday. Um um, he he he's gotten clout with digital media. He works out in Dallas. He, he went to A and T, and he talks about having people in places that under where that that fund and kick out the money and produce stuff that understand culture. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And 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 when you have people in there, you won't have these watered down. You'll have a lot of different things. Yeah, you gonna you gonna have people who may make traumatic stuff and not take like, Once again, not say. Like, I'm not making it, but. You know, you also have diff- you have different stuff, a variety of stuff, and you yeah. also don't have things and situations that's just purely watered down. Where it's like, nah, bro, I'm, you know, you telling somebody at the board like, black people don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And 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 I, it, is it getting better? No, because you know, because now now there's a a, a white guilt. You know what i'm saying where it's like you know yeah you throwing money around but at the same time you know like like you have we, you know police brutality that's the trend mm-hmm. if you write a story you're strict with police brutality oh you know the negroes gonna like this you know and we ain't even watching it like that that's y'all yeah but so
3: like, i i will say i will say to your point um regarding that as well that it's it's really it's really what's what's very frustrating for me is that a lot of black people don't have films like when black people are writing stories Right now, they're writing it based on films that they've seen in the past of other Black people because Mm -hmm. that's who we've looked at, right? So you're seeing like, oh, it's based off of this person or that person Mm -hmm. is recognizable because we're like, oh, we grew up on these films, Mm -hmm. right? And what I wanna really see is new emerging voices. I wanna see new emerging voices, new stories, new genres that we don't see a lot of Black people in. And I wanna see those stories being told in the way that we tell stories but just not the things that I've seen my entire life. I I'm a nineteen thirties, nineteen forties, nineteen fifties cabin in the sky. Yes. You can tell me, I will tell you I love mm. old black, you know, black exploitation. I love you know, yeah. I will go back. Well, Lena to Horn. Lena yes. Horn, like I can go back to Lena Like, I love black films, right? Mm. And the thing that I've recognized, you know, and maybe I'll teach this one day. I might, but um, yes, in my masterclass. But one thing that I recognize in filming is that it's a new time with the I will say that I one thing that I did see a transition with Spike Lee was like a new way of storytelling and Mm -hmm. that also with John Singleton was a way of storytelling and telling the black experience and they hang on to that for 20 years Mm -hmm. and then you do like black love and then they hang on that and it's it's like black comedy love and then they hang on that for like 20 years and that's the only thing you can do and what I'm seeing with a police brutality is they're gonna say this and they're just like, well, we're gonna do 20 more more years of this content Mm -hmm. and it doesn't leave room for creativity. And it's only because Hollywood does that all the time. They just recreate things that they know are gonna work. But with black people, we only get like one or two things anyway. Mm -hmm. So you're recreating the same, like I swear I've, I've seen like the same story like 20 times this year. I swear it's either police brutality or racism or somebody like, you know, like I'm just so sick and tired of seeing the same type of stories over and over and over again, as if that's the only stories that we can tell. There's no creativity behind it. Not, not, okay, yeah. not, not creativity, but it's, it, it's- It's not original. It's not original. That's a good word.
0: But doesn't yeah. it go back to your point, Philip, of like, having people who are emerged in culture, because the thing about it is, is if you have people who were actually given opportunities in the writing room who talked about this certain type of black woman that still is educated, but still likes to twerk, you know, like it used to be like one, no, but before it was like, I'm bougie and educated, or I'm just ratchet. It wasn't in between. And it's like, she kind of showed this like type of black woman that, you know they didn't know existed, but we know that she existed because she's girl. us. Yes, yeah. so yeah. it's like people being in the culture who are like, yeah. But even
3: in the in the culture, there are these subcultures, and there are. Well, the what Spines. about the black nerd? Okay, like what about the black nerd? Okay, I'm mm-hmm. just going to put it out there. Can we talk about the black nerd? Like that's oh an God. experience. I'm Man, sorry.
1: You gotta hop on Final Draft and write it. <laughs> just- <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna have to write about the black nerd yeah, I mean, because
2: yeah, we had I mean, a whole
3: you know, what's the show with Sheldon? What's the show with Sheldon? Like, you know, the show that was on for 10 years, it was the nerds, like they were, they had a whole uh, show. Third
1: rock, third no,
3: rock. it wasn't, no, no, not rock.
1: Third Rock. um, um uh, that's with the aliens. Um, what I get what you're third? saying, uh, with all the nerds, uh, uh yeah, yeah, yeah um. Uh, um so oh, he was the oh, dude that oh. won the emmy twice back to
2: back
0: yeah oh. was it the same one that was on that show with ashton kutcher oh, no. no no no, that's, no. That, that,
1: no. That's no.
0: That's, but
3: i would, i would love to see a 70s, 70s show. type but see this is the thing they had the goldbergs that were in the 80s this, that 70s show that was in the 70s why mm-hmm. can't we have shows like that too like black 70s show black 80s oh. shows
1: Big you know bang, what I mean? It was Big Bang Theory.
3: Big Bang, Big bang Theory. Theory. There you go. Yeah. Like Big Bang Theory was on for ten years, and it was white nerds. Why don't we have like a black nerd? Because
0: they don't want to show. Like a I'm just saying, I
3: mean, that's a whole experience.
1: But but yeah, it's just. It, I mean, it, it, it's a it's a collective effort. I mean, just by like studying the industry is just is it. I mean, it takes for somebody like you to get your deal to pay the way for that. And and, and one thing. I, I, I watched the movie and it was a term in the movie that the first person through the wall is always the bloodiest. But, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But it, it's, it's what's needed. I mean, you just, you have, I mean, it's just really going out there and just doing it and, and taking advantage of the technology and the internet, what we have today. Because now the analytics prove that there's a broader range of content that people ingest. Mm-hmm. And... And a lot of these companies, they just like they said, they're not just not having people in the culture, but they, you know, you got some goofball who's who doesn't even understand the analytics. If it, it, black people are literally telling you this on social media, how not, how to, how to the stuff that we like, what not to do, you know, what yeah. I'm saying? like we, we literally tell you this, like, like. At the All Star Game, when they they had the white girls with the TikTok that was doing the black girls dance, black girl dances, they went. Internet blew that up. It fixed it. Then you turned around and had Jimmy Fallon do the same thing this year, With with mm-hmm. it, it you know that there's nobody not them. Are you talking about
3: there. that? that uh, the the uh, all white hip hop girls, who um.
1: No, it was um, it was uh. So, so you remember at the All-Star Game during the dunk contest, they had the girls that did the little dance with the K-Camp song that was made by the black girl. This was like at the All-Star Game last year.
2: Ooh.
1: So the internet blew that up. It was like, yo, Then they had the girl who actually made the dance do it at the All-Star Game the next day because they, oh. they fired them up. Jimmy Fallon had some, I guess, some famous TikTok singer or something literally do the same thing with people who who do all the dances and it, you know like I don't dance but you know those TikTok dances and stuff yeah and you you literally like you taking what people create but you're not there's nobody I don't think I either they're nobody or you don't care to properly have the people who make these and come up with these creative ideas and you know especially digital media content and bring actually bring them up. You you pass it along to you know somebody white. Well, so it's like so so when I my point is is that where if you're gonna bring people in, make sure people know the culture. Make sure they pay attention mm-hmm. to what people are saying because there's plenty of social media analytics, and you could do a whole spreadsheet of of uh analyzing. we don't need
2: analytics.
3: They need black people. They need I more mean, people
1: yeah, at the but, top. But not, need- not just. I mean, I didn't, not just analytics, but this is what black people are saying. I know they need black people at the top. And, but, but what I was saying is that that is proof of what, you know, like, yo, like, oh, I say this is work. This is proof of how it works. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you need numbers, you need numbers. Here it go. Not just based on, a, not just to monetize it or to what's not monetized, quantify it. But just to like, yo, show like this is what black people are saying. You know what I'm saying? And every time y'all screw up, you know you get the backlash. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so it's like really put people in those places that know the culture, bring them up. So you know, so you won't neglect your audience. I mean, we're well, not neglect the demographic. You know what I'm saying? So. It's yeah. Always, and it's and also
3: Black people's stuff always gets stolen a yeah. lot. It gets stolen a lot. That's why there's, I mean, there's a huge outrage because they're always taking, taking, taking from the culture and not like, there's no reparations for yeah. the things that we give for the culture. There's no recognition for the things that we get to the culture, unless you're on a massive, and the massive, you know, Michael Jackson,
2: famous, <laughs>
3: like, you know, super like, like super famous, you know, like a superstar, then you get your roses, you know, Mm -hmm. but for those who are just adding to the experience of that, because those people, they also take from the bottom, right? They take from, because they can't always be relevant unless they're taking from all of these creative people, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just, People are tired of it. I know I'm tired of it, Black. everybody's tired of it. If you take, take, taking, but not giving roses to the people who create. And it comes from a place like creation comes from your own experience. So you're almost like taking a part of something that maybe somebody has experienced or they went through, or it's it's something that was inspired by their mother or their sister. You're taking that away from them. You know, and yeah. that's why it's 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 just infuriating when you know you have these people who don't have people like us in the writing rooms or who are making and for me, who are making the financial decisions of what type of projects we're going to fund yeah, yeah. that are going to be that are that black you're going to tell us what black people like
1: yeah, there's some black people that need that lesson too. That's no, it's true. <laughs>
3: that's
1: no, what I, what I
3: right. will say is that what I will say is that I don't blame people from out there for wanting to make their money because it's hard. It is hard. What I the thing is is that if you're going to make your money and you want to do certain things, make your money. What I'm saying is that it shouldn't just be that. Because in this industry, you do have people who are money makers, but you also have people who are highly creative. you have people who are somewhere in between. You have like you have a variety in you know, the non-ethnic community. You don't really have that because it's you can't stop that. You can't stop people from having like a drive to make money and wanting to be exploitative in some areas or whatever. It's just that, and with white people you can tell the difference it's very clear Mm -hmm. this is the creative people this is the money making like Mm -hmm. as a line producer i'm like oh yeah this is the creative oscar worthy people this is the people who make 10 small films a year this -hmm. is the people who make these tent poles and this is the people who do a little bit of everything right and the Mm -hmm. black community is very hard because they like everybody's doing the same thing because they put everybody in this category. And mm. so there is no widespread content. I'm the finance this or this type of thing. It's very narrow and it's frustrating because everybody who's black probably has gotten shitted on. Yeah. Yeah. Much. I mean,
1: and, and, and that's, that's kind of like what, why I put on, why I put it on the institutions and uh and whether it's the you know the the unions, BAFTA, Academy, the yeah. all the other stuff, um, the the production companies and stuff like that, that's why I put it because they're the main ones dictating it. Um I mean it, in in many cases that in many cases, like even with the type of deal that I was would only accept with genesis if i you know if i get any more streaming deals or i mean i got one now is that is that you know hey i want to maintain i'm there's no creative distortion of the film if you right. feel like even if there's if you feel like there's something that needs to be better in it i'm not changing it i'm not going back and pulling up these files what's done is done you either mm-hmm. take it for what it is and you're not going to distort the film for what it is number two is is that is that I w- I would never sign exclusive deals, meaning that meaning that I wanted to keep all options open, all platforms open, not just to spread the viewing viewing, uh, um, you know the 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 viewership, but pretty much like to to not give one entity that much control, because like I said, when I work in music. I know I've seen great stuff get buried. I've seen great stuff get never come out, you know what I'm saying? For, for for the same reason of how the paperwork went and when things go up. and And another part is just me taking advantage of all the platforms, all the digital platforms and the open platforms like I tell my students this all the time, especially in like my media theory classes and production class. I mean, not production, but, um, um, intro introduction class where we just write and talk like, like the blueprint is there for you to get some type of exposure in 2020, 2021 or whatever. When I was, you know, of course, when we were students, it was a different ball game. Um, and the crazy thing is a person that completely exposed it, you know what I'm saying, I, we can write a whole study on it in terms of having a blueprint and using that blueprint to gain, gain leverage with his level of production. I'm talking about Soulja Boy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where he kind of, he flipped digital media on his head.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and mm-hmm. whether it's film, all aspects, film, music, no matter what, with, with what he did with and part of that—that that he didn't know—it was SEO, but it was SEO, uh, search engine optimization and stuff like that, and and be able to do stuff, do something monumental, completely independent. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, you know, deals are nice. Like, I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to be like, ah, oh, you don't need the man. Deals are nice, long as it's on your terms. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And as long as you can protect your work and protect the people, the black people that you have on board with it. And and now it's pretty much points of leverage and gaining those gaining that leverage. And bankrolling, you know, you crowdfund. Try to get the money up and, and and use that as a leverage point to to do what you need to do. And that kind of reverts back to the question y'all asked me in the beginning of the transition and you know how i maneuver you know uh, th- one of the things that how i maneuver is to protect what i own and what i work mm-hmm. and find a way to at least have a bankroll and a kitty where there's out of my own pocket which i always find that stuff out of my own pocket but where i maintain that control and try to find different be creative ways not just creative with the pen Or creative with with a pencil but creative ways to create leverage
2: and Mm -hmm. leverage
1: your work and leverage and 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 not be so quick to find that exclusive deal or this that and third because there's plenty of people who sign deals with netflix that netflix they give them all their control for that check and they bury it They, they know when it comes out they you know the monetization process and stuff like that just like a record label how mm-hmm. record labels do artists. So sometimes like I was watching a dream and sometimes when he writes a song, he feels like if he really likes it, he rather sings it because if he leaves it to somebody else, it may never get came out. Mm-hmm. And it may get buried. And that and and all that leverage you built creates something parallel. I Me mean, personally, I would never I don't like Tyler Perry shows. I just <laughs> can't get into them. <laughs> It's not my type of entertainment. Something that always distracted me, whether it's the acting or the fake ass hair or whatever. I just can't watch it. You know what I'm saying? But solid. What? Even though I'm not a capitalist like him politically, I'll, him building the largest movie studio ever
2: mm-hmm.
1: is a point of understanding that that. For, for black people that hey you don't have to migrate to these meccas you can take what you have use the internet you can communicate with people and build from there the build a lot of people don't know remember Tim Reed uh the dad and um, we're in the show the parent parent trap with uh it was a black sitcom oh
2: yeah, yeah. from the
0: guy with the yeah, five
1: from the five heartbeats. No, no, no. That's, mm-hmm. that's Robert Townsend. Tim Reed oh. was married to the light scan Aunt Viv.
2: Yeah. He, he,
1: mm-hmm. People don't know he started his own... He has. He wasn't the first black person. To, Tyler Perry wasn't the first black person to own a large production studio. Mm-hmm. Tim Reed owned one and it was, it's in Virginia.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
1: So, So, like, have that concept of just actually building And When you build stuff up, you can create leverage with these other production companies. Like, mm. yo, like, like, and, and and I just hope because, you know, my mom always said, like, some of the biggest things, the, one of the, the biggest, the biggest, not the biggest, but one of the biggest things that black people get sucked into is that believing that we share the same, same American dream as white people, mm. doing, doing what they do and having what they have. Yet, it's proof that we're always emulated. Mm so so yeah you sign those you sign the deals i signed the deal but i made sure it was on my terms i made sure i protected my work i would, i i could take less money i'm okay with that you mm-hmm. get what i'm saying but i'm also building and trying to have have my own space that say like yo this is the type of content type of work that's going to make if i i have my own money if somebody wants to Wants me to produce a project, executive producer project, and write checks. You feel me? I love the script looks nice, but man, I don't, don't want to make nothing where motherfuckers getting shot by the cops again. Yeah,
2: you know yeah, make, no, make I'm,
1: money. I'm,
3: yeah, I'm, to, I'm totally with you on that. Mm-hmm. I'm totally with you on that. But we we are coming, guys, to the yeah. end of our podcast. So I wanna I wanna give Philip a shout out for his Instagram. So I want you all to follow Philip at DJ Red October at DJ Red October on Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you want to know more about what he's doing, because he does a lot. Mm-hmm. That's how we were. We were. We were. We were inst- well, she was Instagram stalking you.
1: I
0: was to, not. Wait. on. Yeah. Uh, don't speak for me. I was
3: not doing your research. Oh. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: You okay. did kind
1: of. You kind of admitted that earlier, though.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, <yeah>, she did.
0: <laughs> that every, well, I don't. I won't call it stalking. I do thorough research on everybody. Yes, yeah, she we'll does. Say that. She we'll does say that. Do that. We'll yes. say that. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's
3: bad. okay. That's okay. I'll say I call it stalking, but everybody else calls it research. They right? say I'm a great journalist. Most yeah. People. yeah. Yeah. They do say that. So we'll, I'll give you. I'll give you that.
0: Okay. And um, we just also want to thank you so much for coming on the show, Philip, and taking like an hour and a half of your time. <laughs> Yeah, but we have one question for you. Don't forget to ask him. Oh, okay. okay. Um, we want to know, we ask everybody this question on the show, um, which I think you answered it, but we'll let you answer it um, now. What ignites your motivation to stay consistent and persistent in following your dreams to create a life that you
2: love?
1: I just I just do it my way. That, that's and, and what I mean by my way is taking care of people uh remaining creative as possible not Mm -hmm. offending people not stepping on nobody's toes Mm -hmm. and and just and just it i didn't mention this earlier but allow it to be therapeutic for me as much Mm as possible so yeah 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 we'll do a full quote from that
3: yeah we'll do that (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna be quoting you
1: (laughs) whatever y'all want to do with it i'm good
3: Thank all you. Right. We appreciate you. We really appreciate you. So, yeah. guys, we want to thank you all for joining us. You know, every Thursday, eight p.m., seven p.m., uh, eight p.m. Yeah, 5 yeah. and look out, m. M. look okay.
0: out, wait, wait, and look out for um Phillips Film Genesis, an animated short. It will be streaming somewhere to you soon, right?
1: It's streaming right now on Tubi. Tubi, okay. Box Soul Screening Room. Um, great show. Where Foxo Vivek Fox shows nothing but independent black short films.
3: Yeah, I'm so excited about yeah. that. That's amazing. Yeah, That's just, yeah. That's yeah. I'm actually directing my first short, so. I'm <laughs> I'm be like, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna be like I when I saw that I was like, oh, I'm directing my first short. I really want to. But I, you know, just before we end, to your point, we were talking about some of the shorts that we're seeing. Also, even those shorts, it's very much like monolithic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yours really stood out. Really stood out. I really for appreciate a lot it. Of the shorts. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was really good, and kudos to you. Kudos yeah. to you for 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 being creative. Can we say that? Can people just be creative? My God, creative. I
1: really I really appreciate it. I really appreciate the opportunity for me to rant and speak and up here. So
3: I really like. Thank it. you. No, we appreciate you. Stay on for another five with us. But everybody else, we'll talk to you next week. That, uh, what next week Thursday eight pm, <laughs> <Really>? eight pm, five <laughs> pm. Yes, uh, eight pm, eight pm. Yes, yes. next week. Bye, guys.
1: Peace.